Hey, Pro fans, thanks for your support. Whether you're subscribing to the podcast through iTunes, visiting pulpmx.com, streaming the show via the Stitcher app on your smartphone, or buying from our show sponsor, btosports.com, without you, we could not do this. You can still type M-A-T-T-H-E-S upon checkout at btosports.com if your order is $100 or more for a discount. Lastly, for some insider info and maybe a laugh or two, Follow Mathis's Twitter updates at twitter.com slash pulpmx. episode of the Steve Mathis Show, there is a high chanceability. You will either learn something a lot of people don't know. You left thinking or make you say to yourself Dude, that's so funny. The bottom line is, this podcast serves as archival documentation of this interview. Welcome to the BTOsports.com podcast show, brought to you by RacerX, hosted by Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show, Dallas Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Steve Mathis, as usual, and as usual, with me on the line to talk about what went down in Dallas, none other than David Pingree and Jason Wygant. What's up, guys? Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. And with that, let's get it started. Um, I don't even know where to begin. Just when you think it's safe to go back in the water. Crazy shit happens. Uh, uh, Weege, we'll start with you right away. Let's go with the winner, Kennard. Good place to start there. Uh, he certainly got some momentum. 1-3-1 in the last three races, huh? And he's only 16 points behind now. Um, and this has been the the uh, the story with Villapoto early in the season, why Villapoto had such a points lead. He's not involved in any drama at all. He's no. had virtually nothing to talk about the last three weeks except he scored a whole bunch of points yeah this weekend he really just took off man he was definitely helped by michael essie who <laughs> was holding everybody up um but even still man the the guy rode smart he rode great and he went down hard in practice yeah he knocked the wind out of himself he crashed in that really bad whoop section landed on the concrete knocked the wind out of himself and uh, apparently just got through that. The last couple of weeks, I think he's really struggled in the whoops. He said that's you know that's where Reed caught him mm-hmm. in uh, Jacksonville, and he thinks that's where Reed and Dungey got away from him in Toronto. And this track maybe had the worst whoops of all. And even with all that and the crash in practice, he overcame it. He didn't have any problems in the main. Yeah, uh, Ping, where, where do you want to start? <laughs> what's what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you watch that race? Well, besides, uh, I want some yeah. ice cream. Besides, I wish I had ice cream. Ice cream is just so awesome. Um, obviously, the crash with you know Chad right. and James is the big elephant in the room here. But um, you know, while we're talking about Trey, 
I just want to make sure everyone knows that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Uh, well, I mean. and I was probably as excited as anyone that he got his third win. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal, man. In this season, for him to get three wins. Yeah. Tied for second right now in wins, you know. Um, got more than Dungey, got more than Reed. And the way it's looking, I don't know if Stewie's going to get another one here. So, um, let's talk about that crash then, uh, Ping. What you, what you didn't see, Ping, is James almost eating poop two or three times in practice, a couple times in the heat, a few, t- few more times in the main, but yet – that dude does not back it down, and we saw the result. Um, just racing to you or, or a dumb move on Stewart's part? No, I mean, everybody's, everybody's really, you know, it's like take a crap on Stewart week here. <laughs> just because of the events that have gone on, I feel like everybody's jumping on a what an idiot, you know. I don't know, but it's like I kind of feel like he can't win because if he had mm-hmm. – Played it safe and and really backed it down, and and said, "Man, I'm I keep getting out of control. I'm just gonna lay up." People would have bagged on him then. You know, oh, he's not even trying. What a homo! I just, you know, he can't win. Yeah, he was going for it. He got squirrely. He got jiggy in those whoops. Like if you watch it, he actually was good until like the last two, and then it just snapped out from under him. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was nothing he could do. I mean, those things were Janet Jackson nasty. Yeah, like they were gnarly. Miss Jackson, if you nasty, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, it was crazy to watch the dudes. Uh, the, the guys in the unseated practice were some of those guys were really, really struggling to get through them. You know, and uh, and it, yeah. that says something right there. If I was there, I would have just posted up about five rows up, right in front of those. And taking it all in, hot dog, soda, the whole nine. Is that that is entertaining? Uh, I, they they were at Anaheim two thousand, gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> but yep. even that section, Anaheim two thousand, wasn't that long, wasn't it? Wasn't it deep and huge, but only you know ten? Yeah, there was there wasn't. Yeah, exactly. There was only about ten of them, but they were bigger than those. Yeah, they were yeah. big. They were massive. Though. Right. I remember uh, Shane King could, couldn't even go through them. Could not even go through them. Like we're like. Dude, you got to ride through the whoops at some point. Um. Uh, okay, so, man, you know what I think is kind of lost in all this, you guys, is uh, that once again, just blows my wig back, Stewart got caught and passed. And I, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around that because it's never really happened besides Carmichael up until this year. And this year, Reed's done it. Sometimes, Redopoto's done it. Sometimes, how is it that Reed's able to? We all acknowledge. Listen, okay, we all acknowledge Stewart's the fastest guy, pure speed in the class, right? Ping, can I get that? Uh, at times, yeah. Oh, okay, Weege, can I, can you? Wait get, a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did we not just have a discussion a week or two ago, where you were both claiming that that's really not the case and that shouldn't be said? No, I just mean one lap. I just mean one lap. Lay it down, fastest guy. You know what I mean? Well, would that make him the fastest man on the planet? Hence, they should announce it during opening ceremonies. <laughs> no, because like you got confused here. Which you got to hold it together because you got to hold it together to win the race. So, so Villapoto can come out the fastest man on the planet who can hold it together for an entire race. <laughs> That's really good. You know, I, I know this webcast thing isn't working out so good. So perhaps there's <laughs> that sounded a little bit like Swing Blade. That's <laughs> right, the dangerous. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe they could come up with one for each guy. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who gets third but continues to thank his team and says that it's no problem and he's just going to keep moving forward from here. <laughs> Okay, do one for do one for Chad. The most cliched man on the planet. <laughs> do one for Chad. Do one. Do one for Chad. Um. Oh yeah. What would his claim to fame be? Yeah, let's do it. The guy who's if he's within twenty feet of Stewart, you can guarantee something crazy is going to happen. So get to the edge of your seat. <laughs> you got to drag on seat more, but um, Sorry. seat. Um. No, you know that voice of God, by the way, guarantees that if you go to see Nuclear Cowboys, they, it says guaranteed you will see something you've never seen before. It's a guarantee. Really? Like, I don't know if it's a money-back guarantee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do they monitor that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm wondering, how do you guarantee You're like, hey, bud. No, I've actually I looked it on YouTube. I'd already seen it. <laughs> I already saw that. I, I, besides, uh, I've already seen a unicorn trying to mount Ronnie Feist, and I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, what? Um. Uh, but no, here, here's the thing. Um, I'm just having trouble with Stewart getting caught and passed and pulled a little bit. And but yet, strangely enough, it seems to be Chad Reed who can do it, and Dungey can't, and Kennard can't. Like Timmy and I, Timmy Ferry and I were just talking about the fact that he doesn't think Kennard has passed Stewart straight up this year. Caught him and passed him. He thinks he's still a little intimidated by him. So interesting theories there. Oh. Yeah, but I think it works. It's a two-way street, I think, because also, okay, at Anaheim 1, you know, Stewart had a bad start, and, and Dungey and Villapoto were ahead of him, and I think Stewart's like, you know what, I'm just going to chill. I'll take third first round. That's fine. Right. Uh, and I'm not sure that Stewart would have, in the main event here, had he not run into Chad, I don't think he would have gone and gotten Kennard. I don't think it was. Right. It didn't look like it was going to happen, right? Right. But I think that <laughs> Reed might be the only guy who can get around him and hold him. But I don't think Stewart will ever, ever, ever let him hold him off all the way to the end of the race. Something is going to happen. Right, right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think he'll accept that. And yeah. this is where we are. This is where we are in Atlanta. I mean, it wasn't Stewart's fault in Atlanta, but Stewart did pass him with mm-hmm. a lap to go. Yeah. And he was trying to pass him here. He won't just let those guys. Dungey and Villapoto can finish in front of him at Anaheim 1, but if one of those guys was Reed, it might have been different. Yeah, so it's just, it's just Reed that gets him going, you think. It kind of works both ways. I guess Reed is not intimidated enough to get around him, but Stewart hates being beaten by him enough that he won't let himself get beat by him. Mm-hmm. Well, it's nuts. It's nuts. Because of Reed's crash, Villapoto now has a points lead back again. I think um, there's reason for James to be a little off. You know, he's had a couple of huge crashes. He's got people uh, riding at his speed, which, aside from Ricky, Hasn't happened in a while. He's always had that little bit extra speed on everybody. And I think everyone's picked it up. He doesn't have that anymore. And I think all of that has sort of collectively rattled him a little bit. What surprises me more than anything is what's going on with Ryan Villapoto? I mean, I, I feel like he's not – something's off for like the last three or four rounds. Uh-huh. He's not himself. Well, this weekend, Ping, uh, uh, um, I don't know if you, if you knew this, but he he'd said on the podium he had some bike problems. And he said it a yeah, few times. Uh, what happened was off the start, the front of his seat pulled off from the mount on the tank. Mm. So he couldn't seat bounce because the seat was coming up on him. He couldn't really grip it through the whoops because the seat was coming up on him. So he was definitely had a little bit of an issue throughout the main event. Seems like he could have done something a little better because he did really just kind of ride around in fifth. He wasn't making time on anybody. But, again, because of the crazy year, 
you know, shit happens, and you know, he ends Didn't up. Did that in happen second. to Reed too? He said his seat. Was yeah, loose? yeah, Reed, same yeah. thing. Yeah, but Reed's seat came loose because he was hit yeah. by another rider. Villapoto, as it just happened. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just pulled up. They have a. They don't have. They don't use a stock um, uh, clasp. They 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 do something different than than production, but it's still and it hasn't and it, and they've never had a problem with it. Villapoto's never had a problem with it, and uh, all of a sudden he does. It's- down the start it's, hard, it's hard to ride when that happens. Yeah. Because you, you don't realize how hard you're clamping with your knees if you're riding properly. Yeah. And when now when what you're clamping onto is moving around, it's... Yeah. No, exactly. That's why I'm just saying we, we need to give him a bit of a break. Um, so right, sec- yeah. No, I didn't yeah, know that. So. Right. So second is, is you know, I mean, fortunate. And to get the points lead back is, is fortunate also. Um, well, what happened to him last weekend? I guess he got... Well, he, he, got a, he got a bad start. He still wouldn't have came up that far, though. He wasn't on it. He wasn't blitzing by dudes, you know, like no other. So you're right, though. If, he's, if, he's been if you're a... watching, like, qualifying times, he's, you know, at the opening part of the year, he was always right in the mix there, top of the board, at least at one point in practice. Now, man, he's, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth. Mm-hmm. Ping, what do you think, or Weege, either one of you guys, how much, and is this total just media – Crap! How much does James' arrest affect him mentally at the race, if at all? Uh, it's a pretty hard question for us to answer because no, we're, I know, we're yeah. not him and we're not there. But, yeah, but I would say I, I think I think it affects him less than others. I think that guy is so programmed. Um, mm-hmm. He's been through. There's been lots of tense drama. Heck, just a couple weeks ago, they were apparently having a team manager go on family time, and he's still, still mm-hmm. on family time. I mean, he's been through a lot of drama through the years, and I feel like he's pretty used to dealing with that. This might be a little worse, right? but I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'd say the only effect it would have is if it really messed with his schedule during the week, like he wanted to ride and couldn't. But at the race day, I have a feeling he can yeah. compartmentalize that. I agree. I think, I mean, I wonder if it had anything to do with it, but I Kind of think it doesn't, you know. Uh, what do you think, Ping? Mm, I, I like like we said, it's hard to say. You right. know, get inside his head, but I think it's maybe something that adds to um, everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, like like everything I mentioned, uh, the fact that he's had some big crashes. His team manager's gone. His guys are beating him. He hasn't, you know. Mm-hmm. When the media starts to build up these things, like with Dungey, you know, he hasn't won a race yet, it, it starts to get real heavy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think everybody talking about, oh, James hasn't won in however many rounds. He's never, never happened to him before. What's wrong with James? Right. What, dun, dun, you know, I think that starts to get in it. Yeah. You think about that crap a little bit, and you're like, oh, man, I better win. Yeah. Well, I know he's reading the stuff on the Internet. I know that. So, um. Yeah, so it's hard to say. I think there, I think there's a little effect, um, you know, somewhere in there. It can't do good things for you. Are you guys cheesed off as much as I am that it wasn't brought up on the telecast? Does it really matter? Should I, it not there's be? not a whole lot about that television program that doesn't make me shake my head. <laughs> i got to be super honest with you. Well, I mean, well, watching them go through Taco Bell and order Cinestics or whatever, like, really? Those are good. Um no, the uh, yeah. Know. Well, <laughs> you're talking about you know. First of all, you know, 
bang up job speed for CBS, whoever, for picking the guy who just got out of jail to follow for a week and really represent our sport. They spend half the broadcast talking about him, which I guess isn't that uncommon. And then they run up through Taco Bell. This is your pre-race uh, ritual, eating like the crappiest food that we can provide here in America. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. Yeah. I just think it wasn't a very good I just, representation of our sport. I just think that. if you watch Monday Night Football or NASCAR, anything you want to talk about, they say, hey, this guy had a little brush with the law this week. Uh, we'll see how it affects him. Um, you know, in the upcoming weeks, whatever, and just nothing mentioned on on our show. I just, I'm just like, I'm blown away that they wouldn't bring that up. Fro, who has some experience in the exact same thing that happened, uh, Fro doesn't say, "Yeah, I wonder too, Ralph, uh, um, how it's going." Obviously, clearly, I would think Ralph and Fro would talk about it. Would think they should talk about it. They were probably told not to. I, I'm just, I, I believe that. Whoa. Oh, for sure. Yeah, right. Like, there's no way Ralph and and Fro just forgot. Did, right. Okay. So they were. Oh t- shoot, we forgot to bring that up. They were told not to talk about it, and I just I don't agree with that decision. And I think it looks worse when Ralph is on the speed report discussing the arrest. Yeah, it is a little. It is a little weird. In fact, usually the the TV show should be the one like Ping saying where the media kind of maybe builds these things even beyond like what they realistically should be, that that should be, that's where that stuff happens. You know, I would think they don't even touch on a NASCAR race or touch on an NFL game. They probably go too far and analyze it too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, they never, they never go the opposite way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, I don't believe they need to, um, um, I don't believe they need to, you know, full on dissect it, show some James walking out with a hat over his head. And by the way, why do you do that? Not just James. Why does anybody do that? I never understood like, that. Like, hey, we're bringing James Stewart out of the jail. Oh, he's got a hat on. Oh, I don't know if that's James. Oh, maybe not. Maybe it's not James. Or any celebrity. Why do they do that, Ping? I don't get it. I don't know. It's a, it's a walk of shame. It's like some slutty girl leaving a college dorm the next morning. All right. Okay. I mean, everybody I think, knows who it is, but she's, you know. I think it would say more if you just walked out head held high. And I'm not just saying with James, because they all, James probably was like, well, everybody else does this, so I'm doing it. Just walk out, man, with your head held high and be like, yeah, I'm coming out of jail. What up, bitches? You know? That's what I, <laughs> I do like usually they'll hide themselves coming out of jail, but then when they go to court like six months later, yeah. and they're dressed to the nines, like, well, how did it what, Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. But anyways, um, yeah, I agree. I don't think they need to show James coming out of the court and, you know, get into it like that. But, hey, this is a legit question, Fro, who happens to have experience getting arrested as a factory rider. Um, you know, what, what's going to happen? I, I thought that was brutal. Brutal call. But, I don't know. It's just me. Yeah, and also I think in this day and age, you're not hiding it from anybody by not bringing it up. I, who watching that show doesn't know about it? You know what I mean? It, that that story, if Howard Stern is talking about it, that story is spread much farther and wider, yeah. and they can possibly control it at that point. And then you have your announcer on the Speed Report talking about that very thing. like That he didn't well, mention they, it yet. They, it's very strange. They followed him the whole show, too. Like They made him a key part of the show. Yeah. Uh, we. And you're not going to yeah. mention it? I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Weech, uh, you don't think that was done on purpose? That wasn't like, hey, 
our 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 marketing superstar guy got arrested. We are no. now going to show him overboard to show what a good guy he is or anything like that, no. right? You know, because first of all, right. that all that was all shot in Atlanta, right? And they didn't shoot that on accident. Like they, I'm sure they shot it in Atlanta to say, "Hey, we're going to shoot this to show on to our show next CBS Dallas. show, which will right. be in." Okay. Uh, and then he also said it was sponsored by Yamaha, so I'm sure no coincidence that he's going to an autograph signing. So I can only imagine them having a meeting on Thursday or Friday and saying, "Can you believe this?" We have to run this right. Stewart thing. Right. We're not allowed to bring up the arrest. I can't believe that this has worked out like this. But we have to. We're, yeah. we're, our hands are it's tied in, in all directions. Yeah, it's in the can. You got to do it. You have to. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. right. Um, They've had to have just been like, ha. Oh. I just hope that one day, if I ever get caught with hookers and blow, I happen to be doing a failed entertainment TV show because it will never get brought up. So I, I just, yeah. I got to hope that one day I'm in the circus. You know, maybe one of those guys that fits in a tiny car, and um, they won't bring anything up. It's good. It's nice. Nice to know. <laughs> so instead of stuffing multiple people in a car. Yeah. Yeah, it's just me. You know, like a bear. Just bear in a Volkswagen Beetle. On a tricycle. <laughs> um, uh, what, what else can we – I mean, what else can we talk about? If you read, he was surprisingly calm after. I don't want to talk about the TV show much because we could really just go off we, we, very easily. So, um, if you read, he was surprisingly calm after the race. What do you think, Payne? Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't really impressed. Um, I I would have been, and maybe he was inside really, really angry. Um, if not at James, you know, because he probably watched the tape eventually and saw that, um, you know, yeah, he was a little. He was going for it, but it wasn't like he meant to take Chad out. You know, he didn't. He didn't mean to do that. Uh, but he didn't know that at the time. He was straight, like literally, just pulled his helmet off, and they had a mic in his face, and he held it together, man. He was, you know, mm-hmm. very professional, um, very collected, which I w- was was cool. I don't think you'd have seen that from. Well, actually, you know. I don't know. Even we've seen a lot of these guys snap a little bit this year, but I thought Chad did a good job of holding it together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got to he's got to be a little bit bummed for sure. But his attitude was after the race was, "Hey, I was down a lot of points, and now I'm only, you know, now I'm only uh, six six back." So, yeah. I think that's the whole deal. He's. Um, I mentioned this on your show last night. Although this one's much better. So just if you're going to pick one, yeah, this is the one to listen to. Uh, He's ridden them, you know, I'm making a big picture out of this, and it's 17 races, and you can't overstate what happens in one weekend or one turn. He's been basically living by that for the last month. So it would be a little hypocritical for him to all of a sudden flip out over what happened on 20 feet of track. Um, You know, he he said when Villapoto and Stewart had their problems in Jacksonville, he's like, I don't know why everyone's flipping out over that. It's just one race. It's no big deal. It's only 117th of the series. So. He's kind of bound himself to just take take it all in. Yeah, yeah, no, um, it's 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 a good attitude for sure. Once again, uh, Dungey, uh, I don't know, he wrote all right. He wrote okay, you know. He uh, he did all right, I guess. Well, did you see him fall? I didn't see him fall, and TV missed he, it. He just uh, he just tipped over. He hit the back of Burner's bike coming onto the start straight. Yeah, and Burner just said they didn't wave blue flag, so he didn't know anyone was behind him. Yeah. And uh, which but anyway, which generally like with the blue flags, they usually wave them about a lap and a half ahead of time. So I'm very surprised that 
Burner didn't get any. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I, but I believe Burner. He's, you know, he's a straight yeah. up guy. He's not gonna. Well, they're not very good with those blue flags. Right. To be honest here. I mean, they could be way more aggressive with those than they are. Yeah. Um, I want to bring up real fast Michael Essie because you mentioned earlier he started well, and um, man, I I wanted to like run out and just give him a hug every time he'd go through those whoops because I I just mm-hmm. felt like yeah. Wow, this kid is really struggling. Is there is there an etiquette? I believe there is. But you know how he went back after Dungey? Not very many people would if you're not in the race with Dungey. Like, there's a sort of respect level in the class of where you fit in and who you belong with. Am I right, Ping? I mean, well, he's not going to hold Dungey back. I know the purists are going, you know... Screw that, you know, he's yeah, racing. He's racing. Position, I know, racing, but, but it's not the real world, though. I know these guys. You know them, too. You know how it I, goes. To me, I, I always, if I knew, if a guy had caught me from way back and was going by me and I knew it, mm-hmm. it was better for me to just try to go, okay, I'm going to sit on this guy's wheel and figure, you know, right. learn his lines and see if I can, you know, he can pull me up to his speed a little bit here. Rather than go, ah, I'm going to take different lines and try to pass him back and, you know, right. get all frantic about it. Yeah. Um, but okay, all right. Well, I don't I, know. But when you're used to pulling whole shots and yeah, leading or or you know you feel yourself starting to lose one spot, two, three, four. Sometimes you just get a little. Well, Ping, I can tell you that it was painful to watch him go through with his X-Brand yeah. goggles on, uh, go through the whoops. Xbrand.com. Um, and while we got to the bottom of it, Weege, do you want to explain? We got to the bottom of it. I couldn't handle it anymore. I couldn't handle it. And I had yes. to figure it out. Weege, yes. tell the story. Jeff Alessi was in the press box. And I said this for years. How is it possible that the Alessis, who had the most carefully tuned program of, of like moto robots, like we're going to en- scientifically engineer these kids to be the best racers ever. We're leaving nothing on the table from the day they were born. How did they miss the lesson on the most important part? Whoops. They got starts. Somebody taught them starts. But how did they miss the lesson on whoops? I don't. I was like, did Tony forget that whoops were going to be a factor when he got older? So, Mathis straight up asked Jeff, "Hey Jeff, we have a question for you. <laughs> did your dad ever actually teach you guys how to ride through whoops? Because obviously he taught starts." And <laughs> Jeff had a very long ranging explanation. He did. Yeah, Jeff <laughs> went kind of all over the map, but eventually, uh, World Mini. Apparently, one year at World Mini, when Mike was very young, they had really bad whoops. And he got passed by a bunch of dudes and crashed a bunch, and the whoops have been in his head ever since then. That's Jeff, the Jeff believes it was about 98. 98? It all goes back to 98. <laughs> so he was like yeah. seven. That, that, that's what he said. Jeff was like, yeah, it was about 98 or 99. Wow. I ho- good thing he never crashed like on a double jump or something because, man, he wouldn't <laughs> be able to do I don't know. It was painful, though, Ping. You're right. And. It, I, I, at the end of the at the end of the race, I was very surprised to see that he was tenth because he was dropping back rapidly. Mm. So good for him to get tenth, I think. But a lot yeah, of guys they dropping have like flies out there. Oh, so yeah, that's probably just, a lot of it was through attrition. Yeah, Jeff said they they have built a supercross track. You know, the regular nine or ten turns, but all it was was whoops. They've tried that. They've taken out every jump and just had every section, you know, a, a, a regular length supercross track with nothing but whoops hasn't helped. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's the bottom line. Maybe, maybe a free copy of Motocross 101 by yeah, David Pinkman. Available on, on iTunes right now as well. It, Mike could get it very quickly. It, there is a section on what's in there. There is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was gonna what we what I was saying about Dungey earlier, where we didn't see him fall. Um, he said, and a couple other people have said. That you know he wasn't second. He would have probably beaten Villapoto, especially considering Villapoto had the seat problem. Um, he he said that he was starting to to make a run. Hold on, hold on. He said he was very happy. He had to give it up to his team. Everybody worked hard. He said over. Yeah, he did say overall it was a great weekend. Uh, just got to move forward from here. And great job by the team. Okay, thank you. It, he did literally say those words. Very rare. Very very. Short. But he also said that he was starting to close up on Trey, and, you know, there were eight or nine laps left at that point before he ran in a burner, so I don't know. I don't know if I can say that he just, you know, didn't get the job done this weekend or maybe that one little crash took yeah. over really made an impact. I don't know. By the way, point, yeah. if we're going to talk about how these guys, like Dungey, have to <laughs> anyone, I'm taking over. What's going on? <laughs> wow, okay, we're back. We're back. Uh, uh, Ping, Ping, what happened? Well, my dog was pooping back in my backyard up against my fence, and my neighbor's dog just tried to eat him. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. I had to go make a rescue. Uh, Weed, you were saying butt. Do you remember what you were saying butt about before? I know that we've given Dungey some grief here about the he hasn't passed anyone. Well, he, yeah, if you, yeah, I'm not giving if that. you look at We're over that, that now. But. Well, yeah, but, I mean, we still did say it for week after week. Yes. But, however, hardly any – these guys are so close, hardly anyone's passing anyone. I mean, if you look at, like, Reed, Dungey, Kennard, like, the last three races, uh, whoever starts in front of the guy, like, finishes in front unless they get taken out. You know what I mean? Like, Dungey started third behind them in Jacksonville and got third, and Kennard started first and got first, and then they reversed the order in Toronto, and that's the way it finished. Like, these guys are this close that Mm -hmm. maybe we're reading into it a little bit much sometimes. Yeah, yeah, possibly, possibly. Hey, uh, before we get Davey Coombs on the line, to bench race with us about this race. Um, Ping, um, I know you don't know that I do this show on Monday nights called Pulp Mech Show. <laughs> it's going to be a joke because I always – People who are listening, that. we try to schedule this podcast, and about three or four times now in eight weeks, Ping has said, why don't we do it Monday night? And I have to go, yeah, Ping, I got this show on Monday. Can't do it. And then he did it again yesterday. Anyways, Pulp Mech Show yesterday had a caller call in. And uh, Weege was on the line, and he had a little story about you. So we want to play that. Oh, brother. All right, let's go here. Pulp MX show last night, pulpamex.com. I, I grew up in, in Montana, and I, it was a like a, there was a race in Great Falls, and Ping was there, and everybody was, you know, we don't get a lot of, this was back before the Internet was real popular. <laughs> so we didn't get any exposure to any pro riders, and Ping was there. And me and my buddies were kind of, we were really young, standing outside his truck, waiting for an autograph. He was talking with, like, three of his buddies and just loaded up and left us. Whoa. <laughs> we, we never specifically, like, said, hey, Max, we get an autograph. But right. I felt it was kind of obvious what we were there for. <laughs> and then ripping on Dungey for, but I, I do see your point about two separate things. There you go, Pig. Wow, look at that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You never know who's going to be a listener all these years later. Well, 
So that you just blew this kid off. Just rock star guy. Hey, check me out. Um, you know. Guy want an autograph. Yeah. I... Now, come on. You you guys all know me pretty well here on this show. And and maybe I was a little more of an ass when I was younger because he could have been talking about as early as '95 when I went up there, so I was you know 19 years old. But that's not me. If I know someone's standing there, I'm pretty good about talking to people. Trying to get some support. His story is a little hard to follow, though. I don't understand exactly what he meant. I'll tell you what you hung out with him, but you didn't sign an autograph, and then you left. Or I was a little. I don't. I mean, I, I obviously don't recall that at all, but. I'll apologize right now. Sorry, dude. I think his name was Andrew. Yeah. Still doesn't ring any bells, Steve. Sorry. <laughs> no, maybe you could make your apology a little more genuine. That's all. No, I, I'm, I'll tell you, I, I, I've always taken a lot of pride in the fact that I will talk to anyone who's standing there and well, you know, not, shake not, their hand and, not and, this day. and get it to them. So. Not in Great Falls. Not in this day. Um, that guy is really disappointed. Sorry, Andrew. Yeah, that's all we need. That's all we needed. Just a sorry, Andrew. <laughs> and like Weed says, he's nice to everybody because he never wants one of these calls to happen. That's what he said on the show. Oh, yeah, but it's some some dude just last year said that he tried to introduce himself and his girlfriend at Unadilla, and I totally blew them off. So it either happens or people think that happens. Oh, both of you guys. Both of you guys. <laughs> yeah, hating, totally. hating people. Right on. Oh, brother. <laughs> I promise you somewhere there's someone going – you know, I saw Mathis at the funnel cake stand, and I stood there beside him and was, like, looking at him, and he didn't say hi to me. Such a dick. I promise you there's someone no, doing that. No, no chance. Hey, let's uh, <laughs> let's bring uh, Davey Coombs on here to, to uh, bench race with us for a little bit. and uh... You know, you guys, I'm excited about this call right now because okay. I don't ever get to talk to Davey. This he... will be, if we can keep on the phone for 10 minutes, it'll be the longest conversation I've ever had with him. I haven't talked <laughs> to Davey very much either. He's, he's, uh, you guys might want to talk about work-related stuff. <laughs> no, I, I may. I probably got a few questions. Be like, oh, boy, I'm busy. Woo-wee, I'm busy typing. <laughs> I don't even know if I can talk to you right now, Davey. Um, all right, let's bring him on here. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com Racer X podcast show. It's that time. Time for a commercial. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike car body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free, or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at BTOsports.com. Racing since 1970, O'Neill is the original American MX company supplying fine apparel, protection, and accessories for over four decades. O'Neill is proud to support top racers worldwide, including the Moto Concepts Yamaha Racing Team in the U.S. Supercross and Outdoor National Series. In 2010, O'Neill worked with top racing professionals, including Grant Langston, Tim Ferry, and Ricky Dietrich, in developing its all-new 2011 line. O'Neill's hardware line is the toughest money can buy and has been critically acclaimed for durability, fit, form, and function by Motocross Action Magazine. Hardware pants and jerseys are designed to function while putting you ahead of the pack in fast-forward fashion. When it's time to gear up, check out O'Neill.com or an authorized O'Neill dealer near you. 
All right, and with us on the line is uh, none other than Davey Coombs. Uh, couldn't believe we got you. Busy guy right now with the Nationals coming up. But, D.C., you were in Dallas, and you're on the line with uh, me, Steve Mathis. I work back at RacerX now. And uh, David Pingree and Jason Wygant. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. What uh, What do you make of this series this year, huh? I mean, we were just talking about it. What else can happen? We, we, don't, we don't even know. Uh, barring uh, uh, a serious comeback by Jeremy McGrath, I don't know how it could get any better. <laughs> right? I mean, it's just it's just nuts. And we got Kennard, who was, you know, he's 50-something points, 52 points out of it at one point. Now he's within 16. He's got all the momentum, and uh, uh, he's just on fire right now. Yeah, and it sounds exactly like what happened last summer with Christophe Porcel when he was way back. But I think the difference is he's not racing against one guy for this championship and, you know, there, there's some really heavy hitters up there at the front of the pack with Reed's got two titles, Dungy's got a title, Villapoto's got three outdoor titles, James Stewart is still in it, technically. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, a, that's a lot of people to work through, but, yeah, he's got momentum, but it seems to change every week. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. What do you make of uh, James and Reed, uh, James's and Reed's collision there? Um, just racing or, or perhaps James uh, should have backed it down? What do you, what do you make of that? Well, first of all, I think it was obvious that it was not intentional. Right. If you watch the film, if you look at the the, the photographs and different things, uh, there's a real good set on Vital MX of the shots. Uh, and so Austin White got it. A guy named Brett Q got it. And they all show the same thing, which is that James Stewart was basically going off the side of his bike. Mm-hmm. And, and had he not hit Chad Reed, he might have hit the guy selling popcorn up in the grandstand. <laughs> And I think Reed even tweeted that, but, yeah. you know, it wasn't intentional. It's just one of those things that makes Supercross a great sport and that the two fiercest rivals seem to have a magnet for each other here in the last month. And uh, his fans were lucky to see that. I'm sure Chad Reed was not very happy to, to see that. Yeah. But um, that's why they hold the races. And uh, I think that he was probably pretty mad after the race, but mm-hmm. then he probably saw it. I uh, heard Guy B showed him some photos and, he probably understood. All that said, man, when you when you when you take big chances, sometimes you 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 cause big crashes. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. What what uh, what do you make of James's year, man? We've seen the off track stuff. We've seen blazing speed. We've seen blazing crashes. I mean, he is just having a year that you know. Every week on this show, we have something to talk about in regards to Stewart and what he did. And how he dominated, and how he crashed out, and, and the off-track stuff—it's nuts, huh? It it is, and I think it's part of the fact that we're all fascinated with mm-hmm. James, and, and and that means love him or hate him, we're we're definitely watching him. And it's funny—I see on the message board sometimes people say, or even on the 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 thoughts that people put on Racer X Online about, you know, what do you think of this story or whatever? It's always like, why so much Stuart? Why so much Stuart? But then you read the next 15 people and they're <laughs> talking about Stuart. Right. And, and it's because he's, he's a fascinating character. You know, I, 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 I know that uh, a lot of people expect him to win. I know he expects to win. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's, it, when he doesn't win, it's definitely uh, much conversation. And then the things he does off track, uh, which I think is just, the life of a professional athlete, mm-hmm. you know, but when you, when you, when you, you know, blare it on a reality show, uh, people are going to take shots. And I, I think that all James is doing is living his life. And some people, uh, don't 
don't get his life. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, he, he, you know, most people probably would go about things differently, you know, than, than I, I guess this happens with motocrossers all the time. And, you know, Ping, you and I had talked about this before. I still say that if Michael Lessie had gone to high school and had gotten his head shoved in a locker and had, had ballroom danced in front of gym class, maybe he doesn't try to drag his bike over on top of Ivan Tedesco's at Glen Helen. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the filter, you know, switches on. And I think our, our professional athletes, you know, kind of we put them up on a pedestal way before they're professional mm-hmm. in our sport because of, you know, the big amateur events, the team greens, the, the support rides, and it just kind of leads sometimes to, to some, some strange decisions in life. Uh, that, that that most people might do otherwise. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's. Uh, yeah. No. It does. Hey. What. What. Uh, what's been the biggest surprise for you this Supercross season? Rider, uh, track, uh, anything you want to talk about? Biggest surprise uh, to you to you in the uh, 2011 Supercross series? Uh, I could be funny and say about a hundred things, but I'm just completely blown away by the fact that Chad Reed, mm-hmm. you know, was literally in the points lead until, you know, he went off the track with James on Saturday night and, and is going to be right there throughout this thing. Uh, if you look at the dichotomy of where he is compared to say Christoph Porcel, mm-hmm. you know, who was left in the same situation and just made a different business decision. The fact that Chad ramped up, you know, 10 years of equity in this sport and, and when it alone, I think it's fascinating. It's, 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 it's the best story I think we've had all year besides the competition itself of which, you know, he's a big story mm-hmm. uh, to see Dungey struggle yet stay in there is, is really impressive. I mean, that the guy, he knows how to win titles. This ain't over by any means for him uh, to see Villapoto, uh, you know, kind of have a mercurial up and down mm-hmm. season, but, you know, be just as fast as James has been awesome. And it just goes on and on. And, and, and I love watching James Stewart race. I, I, I know that, you know, there's a, there's a, a lot of people that think he's reckless or think that he should have been banned for, you know, what happened last week in Florida. That's ridiculous. Right. You know, the, the law will take care of that. Uh, sounds like it was, uh, you know, just a foolish, simple mistake that, Got blown out of proportion because he's James Stewart. Yeah, and, um, go ahead. and I think he, I think he crashed because, as we've said many, many times, he was riding above the track and beyond where he should have been. Right. Um, hey, yeah, we do this uh, this Pulp MX show on Monday night. Ping doesn't know anything about it, but hopefully you do. And uh, we had a call. We had two callers last night call in and say, "Ask us why J- James Stewart was not disciplined for what happened." And as well, Dave Despain who has, you know, been around the block and is well-respected. Dave Despain brought up the fact that AMA was silent on this and they, they did something to Jason Lawrence, but it's apples and oranges, right? Well, first of all, Jason Lawrence beat up a – well, no, I take it back. Jason Lawrence was drinking and rolled a rental car at a race. Right. Then Jason Lawrence was drinking and got into a fight at a race. At that point, you have to take action. Uh, James Stewart – you know, got into a situation with the Florida Highway Patrol away from the track. I respect and admire uh, Dave Despain greatly, but right. I, I do have a different opinion of mm-hmm. this. And I think that if, if, you know, anyone went out and got a speeding ticket or anyone went out and got arrested for doing something silly, I, I think that you 
kind of have to wait till the unless it's college basketball. I think you kind of have to wait till they're actually convicted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and uh, you know, it's pretty obvious that, that that this was not the thing that it was made out to be. At least from from my personal opinion of what I've heard about it. Mm-hmm. I don't see any reason to discipline James Stewart at this time. Right. Uh, you know, if if it turns out there's more to it, if there's if there's something different, then I think the AMA and the FIM will cross that bridge at that point. But uh, you know, aren't you innocent until proven guilty? And even so, what does State Route 417 have to do with the Dallas Supercross? Yeah, well said. And, and it's not like he was running an elaborate dogfighting ring. You know, <laughs> speaking of, speaking of dog stupid. fighting, how are your dogs doing, Ping? <laughs> <laughs> uh, They're fighting, actually. Those, uh, those little Puerto Rican gangbangers that you brought home from that race <laughs> with, with D-O-G-S tattooed upon their paws. <laughs> you know, they're gangster. I, I gave two of them to Phil Lawrence, and one of them bit him, and he had him put to sleep. So don't mess with the Ricans. Yeah. Well, you know, the, 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 the difference, you know, and why I bring that up is, you know, Jason Lawrence bit someone's ear, but he really didn't get disciplined for that. He got disciplined for fighting at a race Things with that a happen fan. on the track, right. I he know. Yeah. Disciplined for rolling a rental car at a race, you know, that he was signed up for. So I, I see big differences there. And, and you know, I, I, I don't know how they treat people in NASCAR. I don't know how they treat people in other sports, but... I don't see any reason to, to, to suspend James Stewart at this time. And if anything, I hope James makes up some points so we get what we all want, which is just a, a, a five-way in Las Vegas for that title. Um, Always wanted a five-way in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it's overrated. Three's enough. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, well, I think with James, and pardon the pun, it's black or white with him. You either really like him or you really don't like him, and the fans that called into the show wanting him suspended were not his fans. That's the, that, no, no, you know? and you know it's it, you, you know it brings up a broader issue. It's like we had to disable some of the comments on RacerX Online because people make it a black and white issue. Right? What the hell does race have to do with racing? Nothing. But some people, you know, and and I, you know. I don't care, you know, like James says, when you put the helmet on, we all look the same. Any rider who does something stupid deserves criticism. But I don't think anybody deserves specific criticism like I've seen thrown at James. And I, I think it's very unfortunate and probably part of the reason why he's so guarded sometimes. Uh, yeah, I agree. And, yeah. you know, he, it's, it's, it's got to be tough to, to hear the booze. It's got to be tough to, you know, every now and then see the stupid sign. But I, I do think it's cool of our sport that every journalist and certainly every rider out there uh, respects him for being exactly what he is, which is a dirt bike racer. Yeah, but yeah there's, some, there's some real unfortunate characters out there that, that pick on James Stewart because of what he, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. Hey, let's, uh, let's switch topic to the lights class. Uh, Barsha and Wilson, um, they're not going to invite each other over to hang out by the pool in Vegas, it's, are they? No, and, and and just as I doubt that James and Chad will end up at one another's house when this is all over with, <laughs> I, I doubt Parsha and Wilson were will that 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 would be. I I think you're going to see Dirt Shark and Mud Dolphin in the pool together before you see that. <laughs> wow, yeah, that, that 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 would be one way to clean them up. <laughs> oh god! But, but I, I was pretty you know 
just as I I, I, I admire Barsha for his for his uh, candidness, his aggressiveness, his mm-hmm. competitiveness. I really admire Wilson for fighting back because if you remember after the first race he told Dirt Shark that he was Barsha's bitch and he is no longer that mm-hmm. and and that, that 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 bodes well. I just wish Ryan Sipes hadn't crashed cuz that could have been uh, yeah. quite a quite a battle royale. Yeah, if if I we're going to talk about this uh later on but if you're Barsha and you have a 16 point lead in the series, two races left, do you go after Wilson the way he was doing it? Or is it just a kid who's just you can't tell? I mean, you can't tell him in the heat of the moment what to do. But I think I think that I let, let me let me yeah. let me let me cover it this way. I don't think you and I have any idea what those kids are thinking. Maybe Ping does. <laughs> right. You and I, all we know is how to spell their names and how to describe what wow. they're doing. I have four. Or what goes titles. through a teenage superstar's head mm-hmm. is probably not a math point <laughs> table. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think they even look at their pit boards most yeah, of the time. Right. And I, I think that all he wanted to do was beat that guy. And if he went down trying, I think he was willing to do that because I don't think he really thought it through. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I, I admire what, what he did, and, and I, I just thought that was a fantastic race. Yeah, it, it, was, it was crazy. What do you think, Ping? And what, do I have a point or am I nuts? Well, I think you just, you know, you got to try to take yourself back to when you were 18 or 19, or wherever the heck those guys are. It's like, you're he, so few. That's when he was the, you were the skating tree at Ice Capades, Mathis. <laughs> really? Because I thought it was the time okay. I was winning Manitoba titles, but I could be mistaken. <laughs> yeah, well, Manitoba figure skating is a hell of a lot different than the Dallas Supercross. <laughs> All right. Good point. Excellent point. Um. <laughs> yeah, winning a Manitoba title is like being valedictorian at summer school, Mathis. <laughs> <laughs> need to stop, stop throwing. It's like, that being, out there. it's like being the homeschool homecoming queen. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, but uh, but no, I it, just think that, I think they're kids, man. Mm-hmm. And all you know, it's they're, they're so driven by the hormones they got pumping through them, and, and ego, and uh, you know, chicks up in the stands watching. It's like right. they would much rather crash than let somebody stuff them and pull away from them. I will say, just yeah. like ice skating, Steve. <laughs> I will say Wilson seems to really be concerned with chicks. Like, there's no doubt about that. So, Ping, you might have might have hit on something there. Um, um, Wilson really, I think, wants the girlfriend bad. Well, what else matters more to you at that age? I mean, very little. Racing and girls. Yeah. No, you, you got a good point. Hey, uh, Davey, um, w- this is it's going to be crazy to see the lights guys go into Vegas as main events. Their, their heat races are going to be their main events. Uh, that's going to be nuts, huh? Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to, I to see how it all pans out. You know, the the neat thing is that normally we'd be watching the end of the East Region this weekend in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it'd be pretty much, you know, not, not really that exciting, a 13-point lead. Uh, I mean, Pingree might know a little bit about that, but usually th- <laughs> things don't well, go bad go at the end. <laughs> but now we go all the way to Vegas, and I think it's going to keep these guys on their toes. And then we turn the, the West region back on, and, you know, back comes, you know, Lil Hanny and Brock Tickle and Eli Tomac, and, and then uh, after those titles are decided in Vegas, you, you line them up one more time for the East-West shootout. And, mm-hmm. And then add that five-way that we might have in the 450 class and, and a Manny Pacquiao fight. I, oh, my God. I might just start driving to Vegas now. Yeah. Well, I'm already here. Oh. I'll, I'll drive somewhere. <laughs> um, I just think that, that it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. It's going to be a jam-packed night. 
I, you know, they've never had trouble selling tickets in Vegas before. Yeah. But they're going to have enough trouble finding seats for everyone because I think a lot of people are headed to Vegas for this last finale. Yeah, I mean, there's just no way this 450 thing doesn't go right down to Vegas. And then you have the lights class, too. You couldn't – Feld is – yeah, Feld is, might be putting up some seating, temporary seating or something for that. Yeah, and, and, I, and I got to, you know, just, just, just one quick aside. And I, I mentioned this, and, you know, it's because I come from a promoter's background, but that, that race this weekend, just from start to finish, the fireworks, the stadium, the, the, the Jerry Vision screen or whatever they call that thing, mm-hmm. and then the actual racing on the track. You know, the guys at Feld are delivering this year. And I know that, you know, people will complain about this, that, or whatever, but at the end of the day, our whole industry is riding in the wake of what they're doing with the Monster Energy AMA Supercross Series. And uh, every round this year, in a bad economy with all kinds of craziness going on in the world, people keep showing up in droves and they keep going home satisfied. And I think that's a, the mark of uh, a healthy series. And, and uh, I, I was really impressed this weekend with the whole big deal. I'd never seen that stadium before. My God, yeah. Jerry Jones must be doing really well. How could you not want to be a Dallas Cowboy as a football player? Right, I know. It's crazy. And even like uh, while you were on the suite level and all that, all the fixtures, all the door handles, all the doors. and I mean, it's just everything is just top-notch. Bathrooms are nice. You know, I mean, just it's just, yeah, it's so much different from the old the Cowboy Stadium. It's unreal. You know? Yeah, well, imagine what it was like at the Cotton Bowl even earlier. Yeah, yeah um, good point. But anyway, I, I, uh, you know, I think that it's just been a great series, and and uh, I, I hope that the momentum keeps going right through Vegas. I, I hope that we have a good, safe, and compelling USGP, and then away we go with the Outdoor Nationals. It's a, it's a good time to be a motocross fan, especially if you're out on the West Coast. Yeah, we might get all five of those guys lining up at Hangtown because people tell me that Stewart's getting some outdoor testing lined up. We're going to have all five of those guys, and then we're going to have Christophe Purcell, hopefully. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, and then you're going to have Marvin Muskin, and yeah. you're going to have uh, an entire 250 class that's just packed. So yeah, it uh, it, it, it should be good. But, um, you know, right now I, I, I just uh, – I will say this. I always thought April Fool's Day was sort of a national holiday for people who are in the Photoshop. Mm-hmm. And I just want to congratulate all the people who really came up with some compelling stuff last week. Yeah, <laughs> we couldn't really run it on our site because you know it. it, yeah. it uh, you get into you know legal issues and copyright and this and that. But uh, who knew that there were so many places to put sirens on a Yamaha? <laughs> I know, I know. It was a good job, but I I, I got to tell people who are listening: stop sending them to me. I've seen them all. <laughs> Thank you. I've seen them. I'm good. Thanks. So, all right, Davey. Well, thanks for taking some time out, man. I know you're a busy guy, and uh, I wanted to get you on here because there's one thing you do good, and that's bench race. So um, thank you for coming on the show. Hey, well. no worries. I'll, I'll see you guys in St. Louis. Thanks. All right, Davey Coombs, Racer X uh, on the line. Uh, hey, Ping, we thought we, you'd get a kick out of this, too. Talking about Dean Wilson, by the way. Um, we know you're going to love this. So here's Wygant here's talking to Wilson after the race. Yeah. A little bit uh, sick. I kind of had like the stomach bug or something, and uh, I was just kind of dying. I just felt like I really had to take a big poop. And uh... <laughs> bingo, Weege, you called it. Look, he can't even talk. He's just laughing. That is awesome. Does he say it again, Weege? He says it twice. Uh, it's in there again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. He says he had to do it, and then he says he does and, do it. Uh, so. 
I kind of felt terrible this morning in practice, and then I actually took a poop, and I felt a lot better. So uh, I know nobody wants to hear about poop, but I'm just saying that I felt a lot better after my poop. That is the secret of champions. Maybe. That's what did it. Maybe. Um, did you have passport problems again? All no. right. All right. Take a poop. The poop. How do you spell that? Yeah, I don't know. I've been trying for the last three days to figure out how to spell that. <laughs> I think there's a W in there somewhere. Pape. Pape. Um, I think it's P-E-U-W-P. Yeah. Pape. I don't know. That's awesome. You just yeah. got to get him to say butterscotch. I'd really, I really love to hear a Scottish guy say butterscotch. Butterscotch. <laughs> butterscotch. <Yeah>. He <laughs> <laughs> can get his mom to say it. We should actually just. We should actually. Ping. Why don't you email us a list of words you would like his mom to say, and we will record them <laughs> and play them on the show, like okay. sentences or, or words or whatever. She'll do it. She's a good sport. That's a great idea. Uh, uh, we'll just play it on the show. It'll be good. Um, we knew you'd be a little bummed over the the Montana autograph deal. Yeah, um, so you're bringing I knew me back that this would you. bring you All back right. into the right frame of mind for the rest of the day. Yeah, you Thanks, you guys. effing it's that been kid. Such a roller coaster. <laughs> you effing that kid in, in Great Falls to uh, to listening about poop. <laughs> poop. Uh, um, poop. Hey, Sipes is going to look back on this race. I thought he was gone. Weed, you thought he was gone. We all thought he was gone, and he's going to look back and realize that uh, he let this one get away with kind of a dorky crash. Yeah, he. Uh, you would think a lot, the way the last couple of weeks went, he's, I think he's the fastest guy. I think he can, he's passed at some point each one of the dudes. Like he's, mm-hmm. and, and then you think, okay, he's finally got a win. He's no, he knows how to do this. It's, once he gets the right situation, you know, last week got taken out. This week he didn't get taken out. So, like, what, what could possibly go wrong now? But uh, he says he screwed up real bad in that one rhythm lane. That let Barsha get next to him. Barsha passed him. And then he got so mm-hmm. rattled by that that it was, that was a dork crash. Like, that was something I would do. Yeah, like he just Bad. rode up the berm and into the tough blocks. It's like, what are you doing? But, uh, uh, hey, Mookie Stewart, fourth place. My Mookie fever still going strong. That's yeah, good ride yeah, that kid. We, we knew that was coming, huh? We've been kind of calling him. He's been riding great. Yeah. Did no. he get a good start again? I'm trying to think of where yeah. he was up to start. Yeah, he was all right. Wasn't, wasn't right. I mean, he was like six or something. Lemoyne fell late in the race to give him that spot, but. Um, Durham got six. Lemoyne, Lemoyne fifth. Durham sixth. Uh, two privateer guys, and then of course Ping's pick for the title, Blake Baggett, had another off week. Um, he's really struggling right now. Yeah, he's derailed. I'm sure he's getting just annihilated back <laughs> from the circuit track. I, yeah, so bad for him. Yeah, no doubt about it. And um, the Barsha Wilson thing is so bad that even the mechanics are getting into it. Hey, Weege. Yeah, this is another roller coaster here for Ping. So, get get the pull the bar down over the lap. Um, apparently, after the heat race, when Barsha won the battle with Wilson for second, because Baggett beat them, because surprisingly, they were slowing each other up so much that Baggett pulled away. No, Barsha, I guess, waved a finger or something like that in in Wilson's mechanic's face. So after the main, when Wilson came back and beat him, uh, Paul returned the favor. And then Barsha, I guess, was revving his bike and trying to run him over, and people were getting in between them to prevent him from running Paul over. And he yeah. was sticking his finger in Barsha's <laughs> face, and Barsha was revving his bike more. Mm-hmm. Wilson was just out there celebrating. So yeah, he didn't really know what was up, but yeah, that's your boy Parabino, so Ping. Yeah, well, being the douchebag that he is, 
Okay. Doesn't shock me. See where that's gonna go. Jeez. We just we just put the ball on the tee for you and Yeah, just <laughs> let you let you swing or miss or connect or whatever and today you connected. Well, we'll see whose finger gets waved in whose face after Vegas. <laughs> wow. Um, or who's got the plate. Yeah. There's, you know, on a completely non personal level, there's a lot of competitiveness between those two teams. You know, they've become the two main, you know, powerhouse lights team. So mm-hmm. I don't care who it is, you know, when you have a, a each one of those guys, you know, someone from each of those teams going down to the wire for the title, it's going to get, you know, it's well, going to get heated. Yeah, last summer they were too. Purcell and Kennard, the two yeah. teams, the mechanics were getting into it again. So, yeah, um, yeah things definitely get tense uh, at times. Hey, Tommy Hahn, yeah. seventh place. Good. What we Sorry. Oh, I just wanted to say something real quick. It just kind of came to me, you know, like we, when we were talking to Davey, but I didn't get a chance to jump in. Yeah, I like uh, how you two actually said nothing to Davey. Good job. No questions. Didn't want to talk about anything. <laughs> well, you were you were uh, running the show. We were just letting to, talk. Feel free to jump in anytime. Well, I just wanted Dude, to say Dude, I don't that. really know. He was lapping us. Right. Like, we, we made us look dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay, well, here's how well did he put those things. Yeah, well, he's eloquent. That's why he runs our magazine and we work for it. Yeah, that's right. That's why that none of us talk to him even. <laughs> We're actually not even on his level. We're not. Um, <laughs> and when he said he's the five ways not all it's cracked up to be, he wasn't joking probably. <laughs> probably not. He really does that. Um, uh, no, here's what I was thinking was, you know, Reed – you know, he was talking about Reed staying. You know, we we even mentioned Reed kind of being positive after the race, but mm-hmm. I think especially once he has some time to look at it and think about it more, you know, he's still in this. Yeah. Had he not, had James not hit him, uh, maybe he wins that race on Saturday. He was catching Kennard, and at the end of that race, even Villapoto and Dungey caught Kennard. So, you know. I, I know we could what if it to death, or to death but yeah. let's just say Reed would have stayed up and probably kept the points lead and extended it. Um, so there's that. There's also the fact that if Stewart was a foot and a half more to the left, Reed's waking up in the hospital this morning with a new rod in his leg, probably. I mean, he barely missed his leg with his front tire, and he mm-hmm. hit him pretty hard. Yeah. So he's got that to be stoked about also did a face plant onto concrete and didn't get hurt which is pretty lucky mm-hmm. yeah no and his back his back was all jacked up from uh, a foot peg like it looked like a dinosaur uh you know like it you know like you see the three claws coming down like yeah. jurassic park four you know what i mean like monster energy yeah yeah like a monster yeah, energy, monster energy. Yeah, i didn't even think about that imagine that Earth shark a dirt shark. Well, and we've we've talked about how no one in this class can get any momentum. Yeah. In fact, we need to coin our own term for this series, like momentum or something. But Reese Reese got it. Like he's been. If you if you kind of look back at him now, uh, he, he in checked. retrospect, he's been building and building. And even even that race was he's still in this. You know he, what I mean? He, it wasn't his fault at all. He chased down Kennard at Jacksonville and made the pass with like a lap and a half left. He chased down Dungey from about six seconds back to be less than a second behind him before making a mistake. This week he was catching Kennard. He, he's, I don't know if 
if any of you guys read my observations, well, Weed, you might have read it. I don't know. But he just makes things happen. He just figures it out, man. He digs deep. I hate to use that, that term, but he figures it out. What was the race before Jacksonville? Anybody? Uh, that was Day- no, um, not Daytona. Indy? Oh, Indy. Okay, Indy, he was off. Indy, he yeah, was off. Yeah, that was off. a bad one. Yep. Yeah. Still got a third. Held off Dungey. Yeah. But, uh, but ever since then, yeah, like I said, Jacksonville, Toronto, and now Dallas. He's, he's maybe not been the fastest guy in practice or at any time, but he's, he's making it happen. So you're right, Bing. Yeah, I think he's the guy right now. You know, where Ryan Villapoto was in charge of the series earlier, mm-hmm. I don't think he – I really don't think he is anymore. I mean, he's he, right. he stayed out of trouble, and he, he – you know, I realize he had a seat problem, and maybe we just haven't seen Ryan right. put in the effort because, you know, like he had bike troubles or whatever the heck it's been, but it doesn't seem like he's got control of this thing anymore. It seems like Reed's the one really going after it. So Yeah. Whatever that's worth. Uh, uh, we hey, tough- I'm going to ask. Oh. I got a question for Ping on that. Um, I was talking to the Cowie guys, uh, and they were saying that they think, they say, and you hear this all the time, you can't build fitness and speed and all those things. That's done in the off season. You can't build that during the year. Uh, this is dis- obviously just confidence. I would disagree. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. They should know more than I do because they've been in the trenches. But it seems crazy. It's been, what, 15 weeks or something like that? Like, you can't improve at all? I mean, is it really just confidence at Reed, or do you think his bike, him, well, physically, all these things, has he just gotten better? I think for him, you know, like, he probably didn't, for sure the bike wasn't 100% at Anaheim 1. They're going to learn and tweak that thing and make it better, massage it throughout the year. So for sure that's happening. Where the other guys, probably not so much. They've got those bikes figured out. They're, they're making an adjustment here or there, clickers or maybe gearing, you know, something simple. Um, and most of those other guys had their, their base training and fitness done prior to A1. You know, they're just trying to sort of maintain peak at the right time if they wanted to peak somewhere. Where Reed, and I don't know this, I would be totally speculating, but it seems like he probably didn't get to prepare as much as he really would have liked to physically. So he's maybe racing himself into a little bit of shape, which happens with plenty of guys, you know. You, you can go back and look at the lazy riders that don't do the work preseason and you'll see their results get better as the year goes on because they're getting you know they're racing themselves into shape but i don't know what to read you know maybe he was was ready at a1 and it was the bike maybe it was a little bit of both that's what i would guess um i just know as late as everything came together for him there's no way he got in the training and, and the prep that he wanted to yeah he got another new part on his bike this week ping um did he bones was waiting for the wide lugs to be made, so showed up with those on his bike, the uh, extra wide lugs that really improve responsiveness on the uh, front end. So, you know, he's got he's got the clamps um, as well, factory clamps. You know, I, th- I agree. I think it's a little bit of everything, a little bit of both. But he has gotten better. I don't really buy the Cowie guys saying that. He has gotten better. Um, Weege, how's the JGR guys? Not a good night. North Carolina's finest. Yeah, you know um... – you were privy to a conversation over there, some people getting frustrated. Not, nothing to really do specifically with the riders. But here's the problem with the whole JGR deal. It's so different than the way any other team has run. And when they're going okay, and let's be honest, what have they been racing, four years now? There haven't been many superb moments. I mean, they had a couple of wins with Josh Grant. But really, um, 
I, I think when you first heard that Joe Gibbs is coming in the sport, I think people thought, oh, they're going to get a massive sponsor. They're bringing over Jay Bone. They're going to bring over Stewart, and they're just going to win everything. That, that's the theory that I heard in, like, 06 when you first started hearing about this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it certainly hasn't gone like that. Um, so I think what happens is once it's not working, you know, they're not getting on the podium or winning races or anything like that, then the whole thing starts getting questioned. You know, what's the deal with this? Why are they in North Carolina and everybody else in California? Um, there's an air trainer, a football trainer. You know, all that stuff comes back, and you've heard it. It's the same cycle over and over. And I don't know if that's really the issue or not. I mean, it, I feel are like Brayton I, and Millsaps really underachieving? I don't know. Or are they just doing what they would do? I don't, it's hard to say. I feel like Brayton uh, is maximizing his skill. Yeah, what more can you expect from that guy? Right, right. And I feel like David Millsaps is cue shocker music here, underutilizing his skills. But, right, but exactly. But Can you really say that's them, location. or is that always the deal? Yeah, that's that's always the deal. Um, I'll tell you this: like we just saying, I did hear some some conversations. They're very frustrated with very frustrated with Davy Millsaps right now for a number of reasons. So it's an in, let's keep an eye on that situation uh, going forward. I don't know, you know, I don't want to breach my coffee deal donut deal that I have going on over there. So, but, uh, but you, you don't have to be a, his, a historian to look back a little bit and go, yeah, yeah. Wow, Davey, Davey Milstaff isn't putting in the effort or, you know, right. making excuses. Hmm. That's new. <laughs> wow, really? You don't say. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah, no. So uh, let's let's take a look at that going forward. Tommy Hong. Gets... You know, I think the issue there is, though, the issue is that in the past, every time when you had just finally decided to sell all your stock in Millsaps, out of nowhere he'd, like, win a race or just run the speed of Reed or somebody like that. Well, that hasn't it. happened he's yet this year, it. and we're pretty deep into the series. Mm. You know? Yeah. You know, he's got good guys in his corner. Lusk, that whole team, I mean, those guys work hard. They give him, I'm sure, whatever he needs. Uh, I think it's going to be real tough for Davey Millsaps to find a ride next year, unless he sets the world on fire this summer. Right. Well, that's the thing yeah. with, with JGR and, 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 and these guys that what you have to do on a team. And I believe this very deeply and I, because I've been there on teams that do it and teams that don't, you have to, with many, many racers take away every excuse they could have because they will grab it. And, you know, sometimes the teams are to blame. Sometimes things do screw up and do cause riders to not be on their game. But your goal as a team is to be take away any excuse for the rider so that he can look in the mirror and go, it must be me. And I believe the JGR guys are doing that. You know, they have a top-notch program. So They just need more mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe that's the problem. All right, let's, let's move on. Everything's from- painted black over there. Davey can't see himself. <laughs> His reflection. Fogged up. Tommy Hahn, seventh place. Good ride for T. Hahn. Weed, you talked to him before the show. X-Brand Goggle Athlete, X-Brand.com. Um, you talked to him before the show. You know what's pretty funny with that? Uh, it's like you were saying before, like, why did Alessi bother putting a block pass on Dungey, like, on the first lap? Like, he's not going to beat Dungey. Like, right. what's the point? Um, Tommy said when Reed was behind him, he was like, well, I'm in seventh, seventh and eighth. It makes really no difference for me. I'm not in the points or anything. I'll just let Reed by. <laughs> and then Reed fell on the last lap. Yeah. And he contemplated stopping. He did? Because <laughs> he, <laughs> yes, he said he didn't know what to do. Like, <laughs> should I really, he just doesn't want to screw up anyone's deal at all. Right. And he has nothing to gain or lose by finishing seventh or eighth. Yeah. 
So and Kehoe Kehoe told me the same thing about Sealy. Sealy did not at all kept saying, "I don't want to mess with any of these dudes. I don't want to mess with these dudes." You know, so yeah. Uh, um, funny that Tommy was thinking about stopping though. How funny would that be? Just sitting there waiting for Reed to get up. <laughs> um, no, but that's what I mean. There is a pecking order out on the track. These guys do it. They go by it. There's six or seven guys that will fight you no matter what because they belong in that group and it's it's a it's a hierarchy and then there's guys like you know even nick ways told me yeah that, i mean I, i'm not gonna hold that dude up you know so let him go uh, i don't know i know ping you, you probably never raced like that you were you were a warrior an animal well you were just as good already, as anybody in the 25 class ever i i already told you my theory you know if someone was faster than me i'd right. rather yeah I'd rather try to learn from them, and, and if they're going to continue to pass people, maybe they can pull me with them. You yeah, know? no, you, you did say that. Um, uh, what else do you want to talk about here? Anything else stand out, Weege, for you? Um, was this uh, Stroop's best finish of the year? No, I believe he got a seventh. I can look that At up. One point, oh, okay. And what did he get here, eighth? Uh, no, ninth, ninth. Ninth. Ninth, sorry. And uh, um, his mechanic – well, not his mechanic's fault, but someone decided – to run the same tire for the heat in the main. And that was a bad idea as the tire by the end of the main event looked like a road race tire. The, the track was so hard. So. Yeah. Those race compound tires, you cannot, you get on a hard pack track. You yeah. can't get two races. Yeah, it was a, it was a tactical error on uh, the team's fault teams and Stroop too. Uh, yeah, no, we, he got an, his best finish is an eighth, which he got in Jacksonville. Any good tweets so, this week? What? Peanut butter mood, yum yum. I didn't see nothing. Oh, you know what? Um, I think there was one. Oh, there uh, was one. I think on Sunday night. Darn it! Yeah. I wish I had. I thought you were on top of this. Oh, well, we did it yesterday on the show. Hold on. Yeah. They were good. Hold on. We'll get to the bottom of this here shortly. Um, the beautiful thing about the uh, computer here. Uh, we got awkward, uh, awkward quiet moment. I yeah. I feel like I find a girl exactly when I need to, <laughs> which always happens to all of us. Um, some are just Wilson, I guess. Some are just all talk. Um, <laughs> it's okay to tweet when you have an early flight. And uh, and my favorite, done the same day as that, they all love big names. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Austin Stroop, Tweet of the Week. Uh, 45. It's okay to tweet when you have an early flight. It's a, yep. Yeah. Words to live by. Confucius oh. couldn't come up with that crap. And they all love big names. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who they are. Kenny said it was girls. Uh, probably right, I'm sure. Chicks. Um, Kenny gets it. Kenny's on that level, huh? No, it's like like we were talking about. It's like, you know, dolphins can talk to each other. It's full on that kind of relationship, I think. Yeah, he called me, Weege, I don't want to break your heart here. When I did an interview with him after the race, he called me his favorite Moto Media guy. What? He did. Who, Stroop said that? Yeah. Oh, man. And I just wanted to clarify with him that I wasn't clowning him with all these tweet talk. I, I, I really do think it's funny. Like, I'm not laughing at him. Yes, I am. But I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I just wanted to make sure that he knew that I wasn't, you know, 
I love it. I think it's awesome. So random. Uh, Regal. Hey, speaking of your boy Kenny. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, Thanks. no, go ahead. Regal. What? Oh, no. Regal. Kenny. Wait. What? Oh, I said Kenny. Yeah. Um, you mean you mean I, you mean Kent? That's what we've been calling him lately, Kent. Kent. Okay, Kenny. Kent. Um, I was on your show last night, but uh, we didn't. You have these darn people calling in. Like you don't even get to like talk about. It. We barely talked about motocross at all. I know. Um, I know. Anywho, what I wanted to say was. Uh, last year there were rumors that Harden Huntington was going to get a big sponsor and they were going to go big and they were going to get, you know, they could be a player. And at one point they were linked to Reed for quite a while, weren't they? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, the Cowie okay, thing, they, the Cowie thing really. They share the same agent. Yeah. So that was. Yes. Share the same oil because uh, of the same agent. Anyway, they were linked for a little while, but the mm-hmm. Cowie thing, Reed didn't want to be on that, blah, blah, blah. Point is that now, one time they were looking like a player to potentially a rider who could potentially win the championship now. Um, so there's all this talk about Harden and Huntington going to another level. They got Tedesco, which is the girls all like big names, and they got one. Right. But it has been a rough season over there. Um, is there any pressure on him or the team to be like, hey, it was one thing when we were just a privateer team. Yeah. It was good. We were showing up. We had Bonnie and Blows. You know, we're just getting the best we could. Well, I mean, yeah, funny you say that because I, we did talk about that on IM during the day, and I did yeah. bring that up with Kenny. Mm-hmm. And he just flew off the handle. Imagine that. He, oh, yeah. He said 75% of Ivan's crashes are not his fault, which seems high to me. It seems like a high number. He rattled, <laughs> off, he rattled off two two or three times that Ivan did get taken out by somebody else, left the other 80 on the table. <laughs> it's a stupid, stupid gravity, man. It keeps getting him. He brought, he brought up the plywood. In Indy, Ivan hit the plywood yep. and hit the deck hard, you know. Um, I, I like Ivan. I like him. He's a great guy. He's, but he's crashing a lot, and now he's injured. Now he's got a torn ACL, and he's just riding this thing out now. I think Blos is doing as well as you would think he could do, right, Bing? What do you think of when you, say, when you think of Chris Blos? Besides no, Chris linebacker? can do better. He, he's, yeah? Uh, oh, you know Blos. I forgot all about that. Yeah, you have a yeah. – uh, you took Blos to the top, or at least top five. He, he's got more under the hood than he shows. Yeah. I think he he doesn't believe, I think, in himself a little bit, and he needs to bring the right people around him. I'm, I'm not sure he's, I don't know. I don't know exactly what his program is right now. but Right. I forgot about that. You do know Chris well. He, uh, you yeah. uh, helped him out a lot on the TLD team. So, um, so you think Blos could be a little better than what he's been. He's got yeah, one he's, top ten on the year. He's making mains, and he's you know I think he's content to do that right now. And he, right. he should be, especially right now, you know, like he should be digging in and and trying to get up in the top five. You know, mm-hmm. he's got the ability to do it. Yeah, so, really, you really believe so? Yeah, right. Yeah, right now. I mean, when I say top five, I mean fifth, <laughs> sixth, seventh, eighth. <laughs> but okay. you know, yeah. There's no reason, you know, a Cole Seeley should come in and beat him. Chris has more experience. He was the fastest guy I've ever seen in the whoops uh-huh. um, on a 250. I don't know why that wouldn't translate to a 450. Right. Uh, yeah, no, Weed, you bring up some good points, um, you know. Yeah, I don't mean to specifically come down on the Ivan or Chris. Just you in just, general, you heard this year this team right. is going to be legit. They're not going to be the team that just parties in the pits. They're going to be the team that is up front. And it just, besides today, who like the first two laps of the year, 
they haven't really been much further up than they usually were. Right, right. I just wonder if that puts a little pressure on the people on the team because you would think that there's an expectation at some point. Yeah. Well, I, I think Hearts, Hearts of, uh, unlike some team owners in the pits who I know are a bit of jackasses, Hart, I think, is a racer mentality, and he understands shit happens. And I, I don't yeah. feel like, you know, Kenny or anybody's feeling pressure that way. They, they really do feel like they've gotten – They've done well, but they just haven't had the luck go their way. And I suppose right, you right. have to just keep telling yourself that, you know. You know, and, and, and honestly, the results may not have been crazy better this year, but I can promise you their bikes are better. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole program is better. They got rid of all the, the smoke machines and the dancing girls. It's a, it's a much more well-respected mm-hmm. program now, which is, <clears throat> which is step one to getting better riders, you know. I yeah. think last year, if you would have asked, you know, I don't know, any big, big-name guy, hey, you know, would you consider riding for us, like a Reed? Mm-hmm. He's probably thinking, oh, man, you know, right. I don't know about that. But I think now if you go over there, you see the staff they have between Berluti and um, uh, Kyle Bentley. Bentley, they've got some really good guys over there, and uh, I think the bikes are good. I, I don't think the bikes are an issue with any of those guys at all. Right. So I think they're making progress. And, and, you know, it's the same thing, like you guys mentioned, JGR, that, oh, they're just going to hire the best guy because they got money and they're going to go out and win. But they didn't want to do that because they want to get the program sorted out, make sure they've got everything, you know, dialed before they go do that. I, I think eventually it's coming where they're going to start. JGR will make an offer to a, a Dungy or, a, you know, a top, top-level guy. Mm-hmm. I just think they've got to get the infrastructure built, make sure they've got the equipment to deliver when that rider comes there and he's not disappointed. Right. Um, good points. Uh, Kyle Regal came back, and he, he didn't have much time before Dallas to get ready, but uh, he just uh, pretty much did what Kyle Regal, Regal does. I, I'm a little underwhelmed with the equipment and his season. Weege? I think Kyle Regal was everyone's sleeper pick before the year began so does that do you make him a sleeper at that point like every dirt snark media guy thought that we were all going to be smart when kyle regal was getting like an eighth and being like oh dude i said this before the season right but unfortunately he hasn't actually done that um i know he's hurt for a little while but i mean the races were not very good before that so i mean he is his first year really in supercross ever mm-hmm. what he raced five times last year yeah something like that so i mean i think maybe the expectations were a little bit high I think he's. I think he's doing exactly what um, we should have expected him to do in Supercross. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever been a. He is relatively new to Supercross. He's got you know not even a lot of 250 races under his belt. I think yeah. if they go outdoor racing, that's where he'll shine. That dude will be, you know, right. a top ten guy every weekend outdoors, and top five guy, occasional podium threat guy in motos. Right. Wow. All right. Well, hey, guys, uh, uh, thanks a lot for coming on. Um, thank you to Davey Coombs, who's not on the line, but thanks to Davey Coombs for coming on the show. Uh, BTOsports.com, Racer X podcast show. Uh, it's been fun. There's lots been to talk about. Do we have any, uh, do we have any last words, Weege? Um, no, I got to say, sorry. We have a lot of phone rubbing going on. What's going on? Wow. I'm a stickler for audio perfection. You're you're an everyday Alan Selk over there. I just I want audio perfection, and I got to deal with Watson every Monday. 
It's hard. <laughs> Ping you don't it. like the dog attacks in the background? <laughs> well, I left that in. We're going to leave that in. Um, oh, boy. Uh, Ping, any last words? Uh, well, I want to thank you for um, showing me how I've let down fans across the world. <laughs> no problem. And also giving me poop. <laughs> if, if you really get me that list, um, Ping will, or Weed will get Wilson's mom to say it into a microphone. That's a really uh, good idea. And I'll uh, watch some uh, Lucky Charms commercials and right. maybe a little Braveheart. And I'll try to pull up some good lines I can get her to throw in. I uh, I'm not going to St. Louis, so next week when we do this show, I, I will have to go off the, the TV. Well, get ready for a whole lot of fro using the word scene inappropriately. What do you mean? It's like fingernails on a chalkboard to me. I don't get it. He's, he'll, he'll say, yeah, I seen James Stewart in the pits earlier. Oh. Yeah, I seen him, you know, take that line the last lap. Oh, instead of No, saw. Jeff, you yeah. saw him. I don't know. I'm just particular for that <laughs> the grammar, but it yeah. drives me bonkers. Am we, I the only one? Am I taking crazy pills over here? Am I the only one that catches it? We need to focus on a t- doing one of these shows without talking about the TV show. Sorry. That's what we need to do. Well, it's because that's how I'm getting, I'm having to watch them. Right, you know? right. If I was going to the races, I wouldn't wouldn't care. Yeah, yeah. then at this next week, you'll have more focus than ever on the I TV will. show. I will. That's a good point. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Thank you for doing the show. Uh, we will both uh, talk to you soon. Uh, thanks again for coming on. All right. See you yeah. next week. Bye. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show brought to you by RacerX. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself that's it you know and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that you know that i was going to miss the daughter ron machine until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying it's like beating a dead horse i mean you know and i know from personal experience did anybody ever sit me down of course they did everybody did go circuits mitch payton There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, My ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX on the iTunes Store to enjoy these and many more great podcasts. We are about to ride.